This is Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 through 8. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am only a youth, for to all to whom I send you, you shall go, and whenever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. Which, that, I mean, part of this, that, that first part's wicked famous, right? Like, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Right, I mean, but, you think of, uh, he knows my name. I was trying to think who that's by, and I don't actually know off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, the classic worship song, like, yeah, he knows my name. Um, and then, like, yeah, the line is very well known. But there's this idea, and I think it gets overlooked and gets wrapped into that, the, the Timothy verse about, um, you know, don't be looking, don't look down at the youths or whatever the exact time. We did a podcast about youths. it a while ago. <laughs> um, I think there's this, the, the idea that this gets wrapped into that, and um, I think that there's this, there's like a more demanding idea here because I think that's an excuse that Jeremiah uses in a lot of ways. To, uh, excuse seems a little aggressive, but this idea of like, we will find ways to get in our own way of serving God, right? Or we'll find ways that we are inadequate to serve God, right? Mm. Um, like excuses, I guess, in some senses of like, God goes like, I made you and knew your name and designed you and called you to do this. I think in some translation, uses the word chose you to do this. And yet, like, you still find reasons to be like, well, I don't know. Can I do it? And it's like, well, like, bro, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> bro. <laughs> bro. That's um, chapter, that's verse nine. It's just bro. bro. <laughs> <laughs> Two H's. <laughs> but I mean, you also look at like, I mean, like you think of Moses when it's like, even in this passage it says like, he, like Jeremiah can't speak well. Uh, and I, well, notification, how are you doing? Um, <laughs> That's the same excuse Moses gave. Right, same excuse Moses gave. And this is a very interesting... notification? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just very interesting how... And of course, I think a lot of people, in a lot of senses, um, use this idea of like, oh, but like I'm not really good at speaking. I think that's like an easy one to... You know, get out of serving God in a lot of ways. Prayer, Um, even. Yeah, oh yeah, That's the one I hear all the time. I I can't pray right, or I can't pray well. Um, and I think those are like very specific sets. And then I don't think I'm some profound public speaker by any way, shape or form. Um, I do enjoy it, which is a weird thing. Most people don't like, um, <laughs> but there's this idea of like, I, I keep going back to this thing where like he chose you. I like that. Just like that verse is just so ingrained in the whole passage of like, and of course, you can get in some some weird debates about you know predestination and free will and some other stuff. I was going to bring that up. I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, where does that come into play? But yeah, um, And I don't know if that. I mean, you could debate that that's in play everywhere. But um, this idea of that we get in our own way more often than not, right? Like God's going to equip you in ways that you don't fully understand, but enable to continue doing His will. Um, yeah, and He like God promises He won't send you to do anything you're not equipped to do. And I have to remind myself of that constantly because, mm-hmm. like, I'm somebody who <laughs> deals with self-doubt a lot. So it's like, oh, yeah, I know. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know. Even is, is this really what God wants me to do? And even if it is, can I do it? But, like, God doesn't let up on promises. And I have to remind myself constantly, like, that is a promise. Like, whatever he calls you to do, he's going to equip you mm-hmm. and empower you. 
and, and, and sometimes in ways you don't even expect. Um, right, or realize. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. Um, and also, but also this idea of that God isn't calling everybody to like be a preacher or pastor or like someone who gives guidance to people or necessarily like, you know, God's calling people to, well, I don't know, be plumbers. Right. Not like that's bad, but like. Right. I mean, you could be a minister with a baker, as a baker. <laughs> or wait, like, close. I was like, oh, that sounds like a great move to make the communion bread. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, but yeah, no, like this idea of like, it's very easy to look at these specific examples of ways we think God stereotypically calls people. Um, and like, oh, those are like the glamorous roles in a lot of ways of like God's calling of like, oh, you know, I just one day just felt God's presence to just like get up and preach his message. And it's like, yeah, if that's you, that's great. That's valid. Go do that. Um, but if that's like not you, then don't be like, oh, I, well, I think God's calling me to that. Like, so I just like have to do that. And it's like, well, he might not be. Um, sometimes clear, sometimes it's not. But like it looks different for everybody else. So it's not, you can't like put yourself in someone else's situation. That's also something that I personally struggled a lot with. Like, I, I, I like I like examples, right? Um, and I think for me, like hearing other people's testimonies or like how they approach life and everything, I was like, oh, that's like a how-to to do it. But then like giving yourself the grace and also the flexibility of realizing it's not going to go the way you expect it. And God's also going to use you in your own different ways because you have your own gifts, right? So realizing that it's not just a one-size-fits-all. It's more like he chooses you for some, for the things that he like best equips you for. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge fault of the church too. It's like you're I mean, we want people to be involved in ministries, which is true, but like mm-hmm. what's God God calling us to in our own lives too? Cuz like, you know, if you are a baker, you like you're you could show hospitality to people, like that's a great way. I mean, everyone eats, so you can like unless they're on a gluten-free diet, I guess. But hey, hey they make gluten-free bread, bro. Calm down. That's true. If you're a gluten-free baker. <laughs> but like like that's a way to bring people together and hospitality is definitely like a spiritual gift and like you know not something i'd be good at because i don't have a house or baking skills or resources but like if you do then like that's a great way to minister to people without having to be on a pulpit Mm. yeah and it was very interesting you brought up this idea that there's there's and i don't think you did this intentionally but i'm gonna nitpicky here um you brought up this idea that there's ministry life and then there's your life mm-hmm. um and i would debate like that's a really negative way to view the world because then you enter this world of like i don't want to say code switching but in some senses like oh this is what i do when i am ministering ministering is not a word when i'm you know sharing the gospel ministering that's a word Oh, I think I added the Y. Like, min- <laughs> I think I said ministry-ing. Oh. Um, sorry. I pronounced it correctly the second time. <laughs> Anyways, sorry about that. Like you enter this idea of like we, you, when you're like spreading the gospel or like ministering, you do something this way, but then like, oh, in my personal life, I, I share the gospel or act godly in this sense. But it's like, in reality, they're the same thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's like, it's, a, it's like, I don't want to say dangerous, but like can potentially be dangerous mindset to like separate those two. Uh, but it's easy. I mean, like it's super like, Oh, I have my church life. You know, it's really easy to be like, mm, God loves you. Yes. Especially when it's like dedicated to the, like all our events are dedicated to the weekend. Yeah. Right. So it's like, Oh, work week, ministry week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's tough too. I especially like, <clears throat> I feel kind of like a hypocrite saying that when like 
I've been called to go into youth ministry. Mm-hmm. You know? So like, but like, just because I'm doing that ministry as like, hopefully a career doesn't mean I'm, my personal life also isn't a ministry. It's not like I'm less called to be doing things in everything else I do as a minister to God. <laughs> I'm See? sure these words get hard. <laughs> it's confusing. <laughs> Mommy, you also have to get, I, I mean, I want to give you like some like, what's the word, like affirmation and like the way you're approaching it because I think one thing that at least throughout the podcast I thought was very ad- admirable from your end, but it's like you talked about like how do you bring like your faith into your work um, especially at friendlies. I remember you talking about how much like there are certain people you really dislike, but then how do you like treat them like a min- like act as if they were part of your ministry? And I remember just hearing that. So I think that's something that you know don't sell yourself short. You've definitely like talked about it. So thank you. Yeah. Some days are easier than others. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. There are days I want to punt a little kid. There are days I want to hug a little kid. Fair. Every day sucks. <laughs> I don't have that problem when I was vacuuming cars. <laughs> some days you don't want to vacuum the car. Some days you extra vacuum. I don't know. Do you minister to cars? Do yes. You? I bring them all. <laughs> I read something about how in the movie Cars, there's like a car pope, which implies like all sorts of religious things about the Cars universe. I got to Google this right but now. I've never watched Cars, so I don't really have any good insight. I just saw it. There is a pope in Cars 2, not Cars 1, Cars 2. Um, I also found a transparent PNG if anybody would like it. Uh, <laughs> but there's also a car pope inside a car truck. Right, right. So there's like, the, there's like the Pope Mobile, but the car pope goes inside the Pope Mobile that's already a car. So it's like, Wait, how is this relevant? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, because I said back to big car. Anyways, we often find reasons to separate those two worlds in some ways. And I think that they're very similar to the reasons why we you know, claim that we are inadequate when serving God. I mean, jokes on you, you are, we are, uh, everyone is. Um, but yet, like, we're still chosen to do so. So that's cool. Got him. <laughs> but also, too, I think this goes beyond, I feel like this passion can go beyond ministry, right? Like, God also calls you to certain fields of work. God calls you to certain, like, places to be, right? So I feel like even that, like, I I don't know, maybe this is a, a huge stretch, but when I hear people talking about like internships or like applying to jobs and everything, a lot of that comes into the idea of like, Oh, I'm not adequate enough. Right. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's easier to see that in ministry, but then like, and like a job where like you literally have an application and like people saying you're worthy or not. But I think God has his like timing in place. If he's like consecrated you from the womb, like he has a direction, he has a path for you. So. Yeah. Cause in the verse, like he says to Jeremiah, I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Mm-hmm. And this dude's a kid. So, like, I'm sure he can't even imagine, like, the places he's going to go. The fact that 2,000, more than 2,000 years later, like, we'd still be reading the words of Jeremiah, you know. So, like, right now, I'm working part-time at a church, but, like, I can't imagine what God has in store for me beyond this. Hmm. I don't know. Like, my mind's incapable of thinking of that. It's an encouraging thought. It is. As long as you don't focus on it too much and get scared. Because it literally says, do not be afraid. I, we just, we're terrible people. But that's, <laughs> this is not, I say that every single time. But like we, it's so interesting because God like goes like, okay, so here's what I want you to do. Right? And I use want very loosely in that sense because I don't want to get into that debate. But <laughs> like, this is like what I have laid out. This is what I think you should choose to do. This is my 
plan or here's the 50 plans that you can potentially follow. And we just go like, well, actually, I think I know myself better and I don't think I can do that. Right. Mm. And it's like very interesting that we like, I mean, it just goes to this idea that we think we know what's up and we think we know what's right and we are just so wrong always. But mm. not, not always, most of the time. But um, I we, feel like we're right when what we think lines up with what God thinks. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> I had to think about that and I was like uh, but, uh, yes when one equals one one equals one yeah yeah that's some deep stuff right there Chris. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> but this idea of like we think we understand the situation of the world and ourselves and everything around us and the future and our plans and we understand all these things but in reality, like we have absolutely no clue what's going on. We have absolutely no power for what's going on. And we're just helpless entities kind of rolling around. We, we think we're so smart. Yeah. But we're not. We're really not. I mean, like, I hate to like say this, but like 2020 is the example of we think we know what's going on. But in reality, we are so powerless and yeah. so truly unaware of the magnitude of situations that are happening around us. Um, whether that be pick or choose any global issue that happened in the past couple months. It's a very yeah. extensive list. Um, it really is. And it's all going at the same time. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, I think that that is, like, I mean, I enjoy ragging on 2020 because it's been a disaster. But, um, and hey, it's, we'll see what happens. We still got a couple months left. We're only halfway through now. Um, but, like, this is, it just, like, showcases this idea of how, even though we have absolutely no clue what's going on, like God still has a plan for us and we're still doing work and still serving him in that capacity in ways that he has chosen and appointed us to do, even if we don't feel like we're adequate enough for it. Mm -hmm. Who knows what that looks like? I don't think, I don't have myself figured out. I have no clue what the heck's going on. I don't know what I'm supposed to do tomorrow. Right. right. I mean, the Israelites were led through the wilderness. They had no idea like what the promised land was actually going to look like. Right. there. Which is wild. Yeah. And then they do get there. And they're like, maybe not. Maybe this isn't a good idea. They like almost backed out. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, as humans, like we're always like fascinated with history. And like, it, it, we're like, oh, like, you know, like history, like it's all in the textbooks. Like we see what happens. We know where it's going to go. But like, it's so sad that we as humans, like we have like the history of like the Israelites being faithful to God or God being faithful to the Israelites and leading them through all these different books and all these different times. And yet here we are. And, we're, and there, there are days where we're just like, I'm mad at the world because I didn't get my cappuccino from Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> right. It's like, okay. Like we just don't learn. <laughs> Yeah, people aren't very bright. This is this is no by no means a new conclusion or one that is profound. We are so bad at doing everything. <laughs> Maybe we should just quit while we're ahead. Or in this case, we're not ahead at all. Yeah. I don't know if that's really the message. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really bad. That's okay. Yeah, we're also uh, I don't know. So the world sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But we're chosen. I mean, I guess that's the summation of it all, right? It really is. Yeah. I mean, appointed and chosen. Um, and called, honestly. I mean, in both senses, like, knows our name, so where he calls us by name, but also, like, we're chosen and we get to do these things. We get to serve God in whatever capacity it looks like for however long, for whatever it may be 
Um, and that's terrifying and exhausting and not easy by any means. But like, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. For lack of a better word. It really is. <laughs> it is. I mean, that's dumbfounding. Ah, that's a good word. It's like pretty, I mean, I guess it seems weird for, on surface level, for God to know the names of like 8 billion people or whatever. But then you think of how many like amoebas he created and he knows all those too. <laughs> so like 8 billion is not really that many. That's wild. <laughs> Funny, funny you went with amoebas of all things. I don't really know yeah. why. Like That's it. a good one, though. Thanks for joining us. We're three losers in a church. We hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, you can find us at our website, threelosersinachurch.com, the number three. Uh, we are on multiple different platforms, and yeah, stay tuned for more. Have a good one. Yeah. We out. We out.